Unsurprisingly, there's a lot of chemistry involved in many different factors when it comes to movies. Throughout this podcast, I will be talking about everything from popcorn to fake blood to special effects and more, all while explaining the chemistry behind everything movie-related. I don't know about you, but personally, one of the first things that come to mind when thinking about the movies is the food. More specifically, everybody's favorite movie snack, popcorn. But did you know that popcorn is actually made up of multiple different compounds that each contribute to its distinctive taste and smell? One of these compounds is called 2-acetyl-1-pyroline. This compound is said to be responsible for the roasty popcorn-like scent of the snack. Another compound used in popcorn is called 2-furfurothiol. What a mouthful. (laughs) Which has a coffee-like roasted scent. Isn't it interesting that popcorn and coffee both contain the same compound? Who would have thought? Additionally, a number of other pyrazine, pyridine, phenol, and aldehyde compounds make minor contributions to the scent. Flavorings add to popcorn scent as well, but did you know that one of the flavor compounds of popcorn called 2.3-butandion is responsible for causing lung damage to the workers who produced it? Popcorn lung is an inflammation of the bronchioles in the lungs which can lead to coughing and shortness of breath. After discovering the dangers of this compound, scientists decided to substitute it for one called 2.3-pentandion because it was safer for the workers, but still produced the same buttery, salty flavor that we all know and love. There's also some chemistry behind the cooking process of popcorn. Popcorn kernels contain about 14% water by mass. As they are heated, this water vaporizes. However, it remains trapped inside the kernel, and so the continued heating raises the pressure inside the kernel shell. Eventually, at around 180 degrees Celsius, the kernel shell will crack and the corn will pop. The popping sound of popcorn is due to the release of the pressurized water vapor, As it is released, cavity inside the kernel acts as something called an acoustic resonator, which is what amplifies the sound of the pop and makes it audible to the human ear. During heating, the vaporized water inside of the kernel begins to expand. However, the kernel is unable to contain the pressure built up from the expanding gas, so the kernel pops. The starch inside the popcorn kernel becomes molten, and when the kernel pops, it quickly escapes, cooling rapidly and forming into the popcorn's distinct fluffy shape as it solidifies. One of my favorite film categories is action, so I've always been very interested in special effects and how they're created, but before we jump in, let's get some background first. For starters, pyrotechnics is the science of using exothermic chemical reactions for the production of heat, light, and sound. Pyrotechnics are very commonly used in movies to produce fire and flames. Inside of the flame projector, a vertical tube connected to a supply of combustible gas, an electric match sparks a flame, which leads to the reaction, C3H8 plus 502 yields 3CO2 plus 4H2O. The fuel and oxidant mixture, which is most commonly made up of propane and air, is sometimes mixed with small amounts of other fuels that add different levels of soot and different colors to the flame. The color of the flame is controlled using the group 1 alkaline metals and group 2 alkaline earth metals. For example, adding potassium to a flame will make it burn purple. Adding sodium will make it burn bright orange. Adding barium will make it burn green, and lithium will make it burn red. This color change occurs because when you heat an atom, some of its electrons become excited and jump to higher energy levels. When an electron drops from a higher level to a lower energy level, energy is released in the form of light. The color of this light is dependent on the difference in the two energy levels. Fake blood is used in many movies to add to the drama of a scene. It is commonly made up of red food coloring mixed with other components to create a more lifelike consistency. A two-component mixture known as A plus B blood relies on the chemistry of ligand exchange to produce fake blood. A ligand exchange is a type of chemical reaction in which a ligand in a compound is replaced. 
Colorless potassium thiocyanate is applied to the skin, and ferric nitrate is applied to the non-visible edge of a blunt safety weapon, such as a dulled knife. When the two make contact, they undergo a reaction which forms a blood-red mixture of iron thiocyanate, FeNO33 plus 3KSCN yields FeSCN3 plus 3KNO3. You may also see a lot of movie scenes involving broken glass. However, this glass is not real. Sugar glass, or breakaway glass, is made from corn syrup, sugar, and potassium bitartrate. It is used in many stunt scenes to eliminate the dangers of real broken glass while still providing the same effect. The process of making sugar glass involves dissolving sugar in water and heating it to around 100 degrees Celsius. Corn syrup and bitartrate are used to prevent the recrystallization of the sugar in the breakaway glass. As a photography student here at Mamaroneck High School, I found the production of old film very interesting. The chemistry of photography is based on photosensitivity and reactions with light. The chemical processes start inside the camera with the absorption of photons. However, photochemistry alone is not able to produce an image. Development is continued in the darkroom through chemical reactions involving organic and acid and base chemistry principles. The structures of the chemicals involved are extremely important to the reactions that take place, as well as how acidic or basic the solution is. Photographic film and paper are made up of photosensitive grains of silver and halides. These grains react with light to create an image that is visible to the eye. In the darkroom, the basic developing solution reduces the silver halide molecules to atomic metal silver. This creates the dark areas that constitute the visible image. An acidic stopbath is used to halt the developing process, and a fixing solution is used to preserve the image by dissolving the leftover silver halides that could still react with light. To develop an image that was captured in the camera, the film is transferred in the dark to a light-tight container. The developer's solution is added to the container, and the container is agitated. This is the longest step for film developing. The solution is dumped out and the stop bath is added, along with more agitation. The fixing solution is the next step, and then all of the residual chemicals are washed off in a long rinse and the film is dried. When film containing Ag plus and Cl minus is exposed to light energy, the chlorine ion's extra electron is ejected and then captured by a silver ion through oxidation and reduction. The equation for oxidation is Ag plus plus Cl minus plus light energy yields Ag plus plus Cl plus one electron. The equation for reduction is Ag plus plus one electron yields Ag. When I asked my younger sister Rebecca about her favorite part of the movies, she responded with, My favorite part of the movies is watching a 3D movie with the special glasses and being able to see the movie up close. I then explained that the reason we can see these images in 3D is because these lenses utilize special red and cyan lenses to interpret the image. The lenses color filter the layered image that you're looking at so that while one lens filters out all the red in an image, the other lens filters out all the cyan, causing your brain to see the picture in 3D. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed learning about the chemistry in movies. Now let's go grab some popcorn, throw on our 3D glasses, and take a trip to the theater to see this chemistry in action.